The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Street champ! Street champ! Your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, Josh Rodriguez, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a talking Cowboys. Say it with your chest. Friday here from the Star in Frisco. It is week 15 of the NFL season, and the Cowboys will face the Buffalo Bills Mm. Sunday afternoon. Up in Buffalo, I ripped my headset apart. That's how, that's how completely done. It's Is it your over. I can't hear you. Did your pectorals do that? Uh, yeah, too much. Yeah, I figured. Too much, man. I that's like it. the energy though. Thank you. That's Coming it. in on Friday. See, that's the thing. Is it's the end of the week. Just like these two guys coming yeah, in with, coming in with, with the, the energy, energy, the same jacket. It, it have, you ever, have you ever seen uh, Terry Crews on My Wife and Kids when he did Euro Trainer? I actually have not. I, I don't oh, think I have that has to, I that doesn't At the end of the show, you guys have to go to YouTube, okay. type in my wife and kids, yeah. Euro trainer. Okay, I actually have not seen that one. Terry Crews might be one of the best scenes ever. I didn't know he was in that show. Oh, yeah, he was. He made an appearance. Oh, it was, okay. Yeah, he made an appearance. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was hilarious. <laughs> Shouts to, to the TV sitcom My Wife and Kids. Indeed. Love that. You'll understand that better after that. Well, like I said, energy is important. Bringing the energy. We saw Isaiah earlier in the week chug an entire thing of 300 milligrams of black rifle coffee. Uh, I don't, but you know Please. what I do have from our friends at Black Rifle Coffee? You got? Don't play with me. I've got some swag. Let's go. Let's go. Let's absolutely go. Oh. How about this? All right. What uh, Isaiah loves is Smedium. Extra Smedium, baby. Yeah, he loves the Smedium. That's so right. We've got a, a large there. Got a medium for Nick Harris here. Go, Hold it up to the screen. I've got mine right here. I'm taking this Navy. Let's go. Uh, Isaiah, what size are you? Oh, I thought it was actually? a cropped team. I'm, I'm an XL. That's XL. I'll make whatever work. Let's, Let's go, Black Rifle. Shout out to sponsors. Let's give that one. Right smaller than here. XL, it just becomes a workout shirt. You want the green? Let's go. That green. Kyle gave me an extra small. Extra small. Way too small. But yeah, we got these dropped off this week from black rifle coffee love it let's yeah. do it all looks very good got their merch rolling Ooh, you wear that with some jeans right there yeah i got that thing ready to rock yep great stuff appreciate nice. you black rifle coffee we're gonna have to wear these next friday okay so make sure let's do it wear them on friday i'll feed on the sleeve wear them on friday show the sleeve show the sleeve real quick all right it's a black rifle friday it's a black rifle friday i like that bring the energy bring it and say it with your chest speaking of let's get into some news and notes we've got a good amount to get to today yeah uh, so we can start with the practice report from yesterday um yesterday being thursday uh, the flu is going around the dallas cowboys yeah. um your boy had it a couple weeks ago missed an episode missed, hey. a, missed a practice but you know i came back the next day limited yeah there's a couple of guys that are doing the same thing these days so michael parsons came down with the flu over the weekend um ran a fever on saturday night was able to power through it and play on sunday but definitely was not feeling his best and then yesterday the there were uh, three guys that were uh, dnps did not practice because of the flu we got brandon cooks stefan gilmore and jalen tolbert so mm. three pretty critical guys on three phases of the ball too uh, tolbert's done a lot on special teams 
as of late as well. So uh, uh, definitely, um, definitely something to keep an eye on. Malik Hooker remained out of practice with his ankle injury. Um, Mike McCarthy said yesterday in his press conference that he was expecting him to be limited, but he ended up not practicing. Um, so definitely something to keep an eye on there as well. No other major concerns. Obviously, I think we're at the expectation that Jonathan Hankins is not playing this week with his ankle injury. Um, and uh, we, we've talked about that, I feel like, ad nauseum about the guys who will be able to uh, fill in. But that's the practice report as of uh, yesterday afternoon. Yeah, DNP for Cooks, DNP for Gilmore. Same for Hankins. That's an actual injury. And then Hooker is an actual injury as well. I mean, which one out of these guys? I'm not necessarily worried about Tyron Smith and those guys that were that were resting, of course. Yeah. Uh, but out of the DNPs yesterday, which one would you feel like is is most of a concern? Illness for Cooks, uh, illness for Gilmore, ankle for Hooker, ankle for Hankins, and then illness for Jalen Tolbert. We have the same answer. Three, two, one. Gilmore. Oh, Ooh. Cooks. Cooks. Wow. Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at Gilmore. Let's I mean, talk about it. If though. Gilmore can't play on Sunday, then who's mm-hmm. guarding? Well, St- Deron Blaine would be guarding. <laughs> yeah. Who would be guarding Gabe, da- Gabe Davis? Davis? Or who would be guarding? Uh, you I know. Think, yeah. Anyone else? <laughs> yeah, I mean, those guys are gonna. They're gonna move. They. They don't just. They're not stationary, right? You're talking about the Buffalo Bills offense, so yeah. those guys are gonna move around. You're gonna get everybody. No matter where you line up at, you know, Gilmore, Deron Bland, they don't really flip for sides like that. So they're going to get the best on any given play regardless. Um, so that doesn't scare me as much. You're going to play man-to-man, so you're going to have a disadvantage at some point, right, in, in some form of coverage. But, again, I, I really foresee them trying to run the crap out the ball. That's my foresight. If I'm the Buffalo Bills and I have the advantage on the ground game and Jonathan Hankins is missing, you have a hole in your defense, we're running the ball, top 10 production in terms of the league. Josh Allen's struggling in terms of his ability to be accurate and his decision-making. As much as you've ridden his back, um, you know, all the way to this point, I'm going to hand the ball off to Cook and let him cook. You know, like, I'm, that's what I'm doing if I'm the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you have a gaping hole in the middle of your defense right now. You have other guys that can make plays, but they're not Jonathan Hankins. So I'm going to make you prove to me that you have that you can solidify that aspect of your defense, even though we typically air it out. And so I mean, that's where I foresee this challenge being, especially with the wind. It's looking like the it's increasing. They're expecting about 20 to 25 miles per hour now, and the rain 80 percent chance. So it's, all, it's the, both of those things have increased since yesterday. So yeah. looks like it's going to be a nasty game, but yep. it's not going to be the blizzard. It's just going to be cold rain. So you're saying they should they, Dallas Cowboys should practice outside today in the elements that we have here in Dallas? Yeah, honestly, that'd be that'd be a pretty good pretty good uh, setup yeah and you're still missing about 40 degrees separation too <laughs> i mean it's still <laughs> it's going to be pretty similar to what we have today yeah. in dallas nice misty rain and then yeah. uh put ice yeah. packs in your shoulder pads it's okay it is what's well, 53 thing? it's 53 it's not, yeah so it's going to be high degrees. 40s and it's going to be high 40s so it's going to be close yeah, you're talking about close. a 10 degree oh wind. i thought it was Variance. still going to be in the mid like mid 20s oh no no, no. Oh, oh that's not right as far as temperature goes i thought we were saying mid 20s and rainy no that's that's not uh, run game, absolutely. You, you got to watch out for that. But also, I mean, you got to look out for Deontay Hardy, too. Like, I know Stefan mm-hmm. is not killing it like he usually does at this time of the year. But Deontay Hardy is coming in clutch for Buffalo. Yeah. And I'd be worried about, you know, Stefan Gilmore being out. I'd be worried about any player being yeah. out, honestly. But So uh, Gil- Gilmore's your pick? Gilmore would be my pick. I think Gilmore's my pick as well. Oh, so you said I'm on this island by myself? Oh, yeah, I mean, I get wow. your your. I didn't get your thought process in Cooks, but this is a Bills defense that gives up the most downfield yardage in the NFL. 
You talk about completion percentage for quarterbacks, 10 yards or more downfield, 60%. That's the highest allowed in the NFL. So I don't. If yes, if Cooks, Cooks provides that for your offense, correct. but I think you can find it elsewhere. I don't think you can find on your defense with what you have employed right now what Stephon Gilmore brings from a lockdown standpoint. And look at what he did. I mean, we talked about it on Monday. Look at what he did to set the tone against A.J. Brown, against the Philadelphia no doubt. Eagles. No doubt. In a heightened situation don't call him old. with the emotions on the line, he responded in the right way. Because sometimes you can respond in the wrong way. Yeah. And he responded in the right way to get the job done, and he was Phenomenal yeah, doing fact, it. I, I hope they continue to call him old. Actually. Yeah, call him old. Yeah, every honestly, week. Yeah, every please. Week. Yeah, every week. Every week. Sorry, Gilmore, you are so old. <laughs> you're old, bro. <laughs> so old. Get you some Spring slides for Christmas. Um, Stefan Diggs says you're the worst Stefan I've ever <laughs> had. Stefan, <laughs> Steph, crime. I I hear you guys, and I understand your 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 logic behind your your reasoning there. I the only thing is, there's more depth at defensive back for this Dallas Cowboys than there is receiver. You think so? I do. I do, because I, I believe that Jalen Tolbert still has a lot to prove. Are you talking just wide receiver, or are you talking— I'm talking wide receiver. So, my, let's, let's be honest. Because pass Michael, catchers Michael, Michael Gallup, too. Michael Gallup can still make contested catches, and he can still run straight. But you sure. really—your expectation of him to be able to come out of breaks and run breaking routes, those things have to—your confidence level has had to come down on that, right? Because mm-hmm. Michael Gallup— period. Yeah, I mean, his route tree is limited in terms of being able to do it at the level of success that he needs to in order to be— Impactful. Okay, I'll say that he can still make plays. We've seen him still make plays, but those are typically happening on fade routes or or one, you know, like a one step yeah. slant, or, you know, a three step slant. You know, put your foot in the ground. Quick, easy routes. Quick, easy routes. Right? Not you're not seeing double moves. You're not seeing him come out of comebacks and rollaways and things of that nature that you really have to decelerate and come out of your break. So he's limited. So from a defensive back standpoint, I can guard him easier than I could mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is, with the, is still, in my opinion, the, arguably the best route runner on this team, Okay, right. regardless of C.D. Lamb's success. He's amazing at route running. That's what he does. So if you don't have a Brandon Cooks and you your next man up is Michael Gallup and he can only run a handful of routes to the precision that you need, and if he's not running those routes and you're going to Jalen Tolbert, who still is not necessarily proven in this league, mm-hmm. he, he's shown improvement, but he's not necessarily proven – your next man up is Kamonte Turpin. Yeah. So I mean, so you start talking about the depth that's at the receiver position. You would, I feel, as if Brandon Cook's absence would be more severe than Gilmore because Gilmore, you have more guys that you can roll in. Now, are they going to be as dominant as him? No. But can they still play coverage and play zone and play man to man with guys over help over the top? Yes. I, I see what you're saying. For, because I mean, just from an impact standpoint, wide receiver is probably a more flashy, impactful position. But you talk about those top three guys, Lamb, Cooks, Gallup. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about the top three guys from a cornerback standpoint of Bland, Gilmore, and Lewis. Mm-hmm. I trust the guys behind the wide receivers, Jalen Tolbert and Kevontae Turpin, head and shoulders mm-hmm. more than I trust Nashawn Wright, Noah Igbenogany. Okay. Eric Scott Jr., who hasn't even seen the field this year. I do not trust those guys nearly as much as I would trust a Tolbert or a a Turpin. I don't trust Gallup. At least they've shown it. I don't trust Gallup's body right now or his ability to run routes. I don't trust that that Jalen Tolbert can handle a number two slot right now. He would he would be the three I, I, No. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're saying you're saying yeah. Gallup, without I don't, Cooks, yeah. Gallup's, Gallup's the, two, the next man up, and, and Tolbert would be the one that needs to actually yeah. be the two. And Gallup right now is hardly getting on the field, and when he does get on the field, it's very select, selectorized routes. 
That's, that's, that's the real see, right now. And I don't see Noah Igbenogany or, or but, but Nate Sean Wright doing I, anything close I to agree, what Stephon Gilmore Let me ask doing. you this question. With Brandon Cooks out, do you have to change what you call? Somewhat, yeah. All right. Now, Gilmore out. Do you change what you call? Absolutely. Yeah. You're still playing man-to-man. Yeah, but absolutely. You're going to have to deal with having a little bit more protection from safeties over on that side. It's going to change some things up regardless. It would flip it completely. I think instead of press, you just play five yards off. That's that's the but adjustment. That change, that's the that adjustment. That changes the call, though. That's the adjustment, though. You're talking about playing. And then you focus everything on CD. At absolutely. That's it. Take him out. Offensively, you have to change how you play, how you call plays. Yeah. You're not changing how you call. Dan Quinn's not changing his play calling. Now, he might say, hey, guess what? Back up a little bit. Give him a little bit that. of space. I don't think he would change his play calling if Nick Harris was out there playing. Exactly. Corner. That's what I'm saying. Not, nothing against Nick Harris. That's, I think no, he can I, coverage I, his But that's what I'm saying. You don't have to change. Solid, but. You don't change your approach nor your game plan when one of the guys on the defensive back position is missing. Offensively, if, one, if your number two receiver is missing, you have to change everything. I think the caveat in all of this is I think all three play. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of these guys are missing the game. <laughs> or just, so, I mean, just as a fan, I mean, like activate Jalen Brooks then in that case. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Brooks would for sure get get some run if if Tolbert and Cooks were to be out. Then you could see Jalen Cropper or Tyron Billy Johnson getting up. Um, um, Activated from the practice squad as well, uh, which are already Bryant. expecting two guys to probably get activated from the practice squad this week, and Carl Davis and Willington Prevalon. So, could you see uh, Martavius Bryant? Oh, I forgot about Martavius. Martavius. Yeah, Martavius I don't think so. Bryant. I don't think so. I don't think so though, be because fun. like I. You got Gallup. I don't think you need Gallup and Bryant. What numbers is he going to wear? Yeah, yeah. He's I think his <laughs> only two options right now. <laughs> his only two options, I believe, thirty six and forty one. So he's going to have to wear a gross number. Well, I mean, if they don't elevate Tyron Billy Johnson, can he just wear 80? No. What? Yeah, he could, he could not wear 80 because Tyron Billy Johnson has that number. It's claimed. Right? Yeah, it's, it's technically claimed. Like, it's, it's a whole ordeal. How? Yeah. Wild. Yeah, it's strange. If Martavius Bryant plays, it's, it's going to be a gross number. I would a love gross. that. Yeah, me too. Honestly. I would love this. Like, see what that. if a number 36 Martavius Bryant was like just getting 100 yards in a game against Washington in week 18 or whatever? That, that would be great. <laughs> Isaiah, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I don't see it happening. <laughs> what's, the ugliest, what's the ugliest number you ever saw or dealt with? Uh, it can't be Teddy Bridgewater number fifty in the preseason. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I don't. I've never really paid attention to numbers like that. Honestly, you, me neither. You, not a numbers. You guy. wore four in, at Washington. He's not a stats guy. Eighty six <laughs> yeah, here. Four eighty six and what you have? Fourteen. Four eight fourteen was probably the weirdest one in D- New D- England. No, Seattle. DK's oh, rocking Seattle. that. In New England, I wore nine and fifteen. Uh, two numbers. There. Solid numbers there. Was it nine? Nine as a quarterback, fifteen as a wide receiver. I started out with nine uh, as a as a, as listed as a quarterback, and then when I entered the game as a, as receiver, a receiver, they made me change my name to a double to my number to a double digit. So I still kept the quarterback slash receiver number. Interesting, hmm. interesting, fascinating. Yeah, that, none of those are really bad numbers. No, yeah. And again, I've never cared about numbers like that. But if I had a thirty six and I'm playing receiver, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's odd. Have a look a little while. Um, last news and note uh, thing that I have here, and this is just kind of a, a funny goof that we saw yesterday at practice. So uh, they have this running back shoot or ball carrier shoot that you know you, you typically deal with um, mm. in practice. And the Cowboys had faces of the Buffalo Bills. I don't know if we could see oh. that right here. Here, I'll put it on Isaiah's beam. Um, it's Jasmine in the back it's today. Jazz. It's Jazz. What's up, oh, Jazz? There it goes. Zoom, zoom. Whoa, oh, back whoa. Up. Back it up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. 
Oh, that's not right. For those at home, it's yeah. basically it's a it's the run through dummies that you, you see at like training camp and the tight ends where they they carry the ball and they go through just like these different notches there. along the way. And on those padded notches, they have taped nah, pictures <laughs> of the uh, taped pictures of the Bills players on yeah. like headshots of all of the Bills players. Yeah, no, uh, apparently I haven't confirmed this. It was Jake Ferguson that put him on there. This is like a joke, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was funny, and a lot of people on Twitter were like, "This is corny. This oh is so God. sad." Yeah, whatever. Like, right, people man. want win some games, zombies. Yeah, have some yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> The Do fun it, police. It's a long out. year, bro. The you gotta have fun. Yeah. Out. You have to have fun. You have to have, have fun in meetings. You have to have, have fun in the games, like practice. You gotta have a heck of a time. And otherwise, there, I've been to a place where it wasn't fun. Ugh. And it, it's it, it makes for a very long year, whether you're winning or not. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Winning solves a lot, but I mean yes, if you if you have more fun while you're winning, then, then it's, it's even better. Awesome. And I you wanna I think come to this work. This is a team that th- this feels like a team yes. that has fun yeah, whenever sure. they win, especially. But they they have fun in general. This that that's the one thing I was talking to to Damone Clark the other day, and I asked him like, "What's the biggest difference between last year and this year?" And he says, there, "There's times where this team feels like a brotherhood all the way through, and the, it, it, consistently it wasn't like that last year. They they liked each other last year. Don't get me wrong, but this feels completely different." He said, "It's just got a different feel to it, and hopefully that continues on. It, winning five straight games, beating your rival in a big yep. way at home, that all helps." If you go up to Buffalo, it may not feel the same way if, if you don't come out with a win. So keep that thing rolling, and, of course, it'll, it'll all kind of work its way out. All right, when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we have some key matchups to get to. We're going to get Isaiah's thought on these Buffalo Bills defensively with an abbreviated version of QB Vision. We've got a lot to get to. And then we've got our pickums coming up. Somebody here had a perfect week last week, and I'll tell you who that is in a couple segments when we come back with more Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a soldier to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper 
Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super-trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Isaiah Stanback had to sprint down the hall this morning. He not only had Quaker Oats, That's he had right. Quicker Oats because he had to get it done quickly. That's right. How, how, was it worth it, though? Bang. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. <laughs> Nick was wasn't going to let you live through that one. <laughs> what was, what, 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 I gave him a it? bang. That was a bang. Um, yeah, it was worth it. Heck yeah, it's always worth it. Yeah, My body loves those. <laughs> yeah. What you putting in your oats? I put a little honey today. They took away my crazy. They had already wrapped up the craisins and slash raisins, mm. so I had to go with the honey today. But it's a, it's a good second option. Mm. Okay. Thank goodness. Yeah. Got it done. Mm-hmm. Now you're ready to roll. That's right. All right, who wants to go first? We either are going to do an abbreviated QB vision or we're going to do some key matchups. I'm cool with either. You tell me, Isaiah. Go key, man. All right, let's, let's go. go let's go. So get, we're going to start the with keys. the uh, first matchup that I think is it, – it's not what we expected when the season started, which is very unfortunate because it would have been very cool to see Stephon Diggs and Trayvon Diggs yeah. go up against each other. Yeah. But instead we get Stephon versus Stephon. So Stephon Diggs versus Stephon Gilmore. Again, we won't see this matchup on every single snap throughout the game on Sunday afternoon. Um, but these two guys will definitely see each other. And actually, who knows? You know, Stephon Gilmore, he's been um, uh, following a couple of guys as of late in the second half it was uh two weeks ago it was dk metcalf last week it was aj brown and he's seen a lot of success in these last couple of weeks had his best game as a dallas cowboy last week so uh really good opportunity against a really good receiver i think this is um this is a big determining factor on if uh this cowboys defense can get after josh allen and force a turnover because if you take away his best weapon you eliminate his best weapon in stefan Diggs and uh force that offense to go in some different ways and force that offense to force some different things uh, then that's when you start running into those Josh Allen turnovers. I know you mentioned it earlier in the week, Kyle, but uh, the Bills are 15-0 and in, in Josh Allen's career when he does not turn the ball over. So getting after the ball is going to be a big part of it, and um, that's a key matchup that I think will be a big determining factor in that. Stephon Diggs, in his first six games this season, here are the receiving numbers. 102, 66, 111, 120, 121, 100. So five of the first six games. He had at least 100 yards receiving. Hundo. Since then, since the uh, that was the middle of October, mm-hmm. he has not had a single triple-digit 100-yard game. Has not happened. Uh, he's been held to six receptions, nine receptions for 70 yards, six catches, three catches, four catches, six catches, four catches. That's it. And none of those going over 100 yards. So, Josh, when I look at that, I see a guy who, of course, can do it, still can do it at a high level, Maybe he's dealing with something. Maybe the offense just isn't clicking in this regard. But if you can take him away, I I completely think you have a chance to win this game. I think uh, how many uh, how was DK Metcalf looking before he played the Cowboys? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, good I, I these star players, these stars, kind of give me a little 
cause for concern. You know what I mean? And, and even looking at um, Dalton Kincaid, like I, I'm. This is a good point. I'm worried about like the their star. Uh, receivers, star playmakers making an effect on the Dallas Cowboys defense. I think at least for now, Ben Don't Break is the hmm. um, it's the mentality that they have going in, uh, but I could definitely see, see Stefan going off. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I think they're going to win. Uh, just so everybody's clear, seven straight games for Stefan Gilmore without 100 yards. Before DK Metcalf had the 134 yards, he had seven straight games without 100 yards. Going, you can look into at Curtis Dallas Samuel match, as well. Matchup. Curtis Samuel had a butt season up until that <laughs> up until that Dallas game when he had 100 yards. So. Yeah, the, a what, that a what me. season? A butt season, cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> he was cheeks. Oh wow! I, I know because he was on one of my fantasy teams, and I was pleading oh. for him to be a flex option. I was like, "Dog, come on! Like you could do this. You have the league's best passer. Just please." <laughs> It didn't work out it didn't until work it out. until they faced yeah. Dallas. Then I benched him that week, of course. Yeah, and he had a hundred <laughs> yards. That, I I think there's an element to that of I mean, you always get everybody's best shot. Yeah. Whenever you've got the star on the side of your helmet, that's that, I know it sounds like a cliche, but that's part of it. It's part of being the Dallas Cowboys is that with all the glitz and all the glamour comes all of the 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 motivation on the opposite side. So with guy with a guy like Stefan Diggs who's been in the building. I mean, think about that before. I've run into Stefan Diggs at the elevator at AT&T Stadium before to watch his brother play. Yeah. So he's been around it as much as anybody that has not been an opponent before. So with that connection, even though he's not playing against his brother, and man, that would have been a fun matchup. I'm interested to see how he handles this situation and how he steps up. I think you're right. I think there's a chance he has a big game, but at least – over the last seven games, there's been a blueprint. I know that's a fun word on this show. But there's been a blueprint to try and shut him down. Agreed. Agreed. Second matchup, matchup, y'all ready? Um, let's take a gander. I already forgot what it is. A I gander? Memory. Yeah. All right. Over yonder? Yeah, yeah like gander. It. I like, a look-see. I like the word gander. Uh, <laughs> so, number two, we got um, Micah Parsons versus uh, the left tackle for the Buffalo Bills on Sunday is going to be Mr. Dion Dawkins. So, um Dion coming into this game um, over nearly 900 snaps on the season. He's been playing some really good ball there at left tackle at six foot five, 320 pounds. Does a really good job. Only allowed one sack all season. Uh, so there's an opportunity here for Michael Parsons again to go up against a really strong left tackle. I feel like we've been saying this week after week. There's some really good left tackles in this league. It feels like just because every single week you look up and see what a left tackle has done against you know some pre- pre- premium competition, uh, and it's been super solid. So. Um, I, they're going to move Micah Parsons around. Back in the Philadelphia game, they flipped Demarcus Lawrence and, and Micah Parsons. So they had Micah coming off uh, the right side. They had um, uh, D-Law coming off the left side. And um, it, it allowed some pressure. We saw what uh, Micah Parsons was able to do to Lane Johnson, pushing him back and getting a sack on Jalen Hurts. That was a key sack at critical point in the game, in my opinion. Um, but other than that, we've seen Micah just kind of get moved around and match up keyed in different areas. So you'll see him at left tackle. You'll see him go over center you'll see him come off right tackle uh but this matchup is the one that i'm going to be looking at the most just because again it's it's strength versus power once again Deion dawkins with the strength micah can show strength don't get me wrong but he's it's the speed and his athleticism that makes him so dangerous did you see what Deion called micah parsons no he called him himothy times two 
He did. He I did. missed that. I completely missed that. So I like that. I mean, I, I think it's gonna. It's looking like a heavyweight showdown as far as Michael Parsons goes. I think he he really wants to show out against this team, I was especially hoping, against Josh Allen. I was hoping you said he called him old. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that twenty three year old. Ha, ah, old, old man. He's washed. Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Love yeah. that. Times right. two. Well, one more, right? One more. We'll we'll dive into it really quick. Uh, Terrence Steele versus Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd. Mm. Man, he's been awesome this year. Nine and a half sacks, and they line him up over the guy that they feel like could have the most success. <laughs> he goes over. anywhere. Yeah, he'll go anywhere. Yeah. He'll come off the left side. He'll come off the right side. He does not. He does not care. But typically, uh, in the first drive, you know where he's going to mainly be focused on the entire game. You'll see, you know, a handful of snaps on the other side, but he's going to be focused on a guy, and I think that guy is going to have to be Terrence Steele, just mm. because when you look at what Tyron Smith has put together this season, uh, I think you, if, if you're game planning for the Dallas Cowboys, you see more success going up against Terrence Steele. What do I feel like will happen? I think Terrence Steele's going to hold him because Terrence Steele's done a really good job in the last three, four weeks. I got to give it to T. Steele because I think we gave him a lot of flack on this show right after the uh, Flacco, Joe Flacco. Uh, a lot of <laughs> flack on this show after um, that the first game against Philadelphia when yep. he allowed 12 pressures and four sacks. And it was justified. I mean, he, he that was a horrible game, one of his worst games that he's had as a professional. Uh, and to be able to bounce back in the way that he has since then, got to give him credit. And I'm uh, looking forward to this matchup and trying to keep Leonard Floyd out of the double-digit sack total this week that's going to be easier said than done <laughs> he's because he gets after it. he's relentless i'm sure you've seen it on on the film room yeah absolutely that defensive <laughs> front is actually pretty doggone solid they're not necessarily the yeah. biggest front in the world but they Quick are ath- they are athletic man those boys get after it they they have three guys on the defensive front that have, that have over six and a half sacks yeah if they don't get sacks that's where the Pressure. problems happen yeah. yeah that's that's where their defense breaks down if they can get home that's one thing yeah, if they don't get home, you can pick them apart. And, and the, really, the reason why this is for, so. Let me back up. The Buffalo Bills defense used to be one of the highly regarded defenses around the league, and this year they necessarily haven't been. And nope. the major reason for that is because there's a guy by the name of Leslie F- Frazier who decided to to not coach this year, and that guy is a dude. You were talking about Leslie yeah. Frazier, one of the best defensive coordinators in the game. He took this year off. Sean McDermott has stepped into his place. Um, and <clears throat> since then, they're playing very, very safe football. Um, meaning that they're just kind of playing too high shell. I think they're third in the league right now in terms of playing too high shell. They want to sit over the top and kind of keep everything in front of them. This is the definition of bend but don't break defense and let your boys up front go home and try to get to the quarterback. Leonard Floyd obviously is a part of that. Um, was it Ed Oliver at the D tackle position? He's a he's a he's a beast as well. Um, then they have a big lanky cat. Uh, AJ was it Epineza? Epineza. There you go. Really quick. Epineza. Did not practice yesterday or Wednesday with a rib injury. So mm, wasn't yeah. Hoyer limited earlier in the week too? Uh, he was, he did not practice on Wednesday. Yesterday he was. He was um, I think he was either limited or full. Hoyer's the safety. Why is he not even on? Yeah, why is he not even on here? I don't know. I didn't, I looked. At, I tried to look at it too. Scandal from dun, the Bills. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, mm, I don't see him on here. Jalen Hurts situation, if you will. Well, speaking of their safeties, okay, Hyde and Poyer, those guys are they're dudes. They're dudes, and they're the reason why when Frazier was the coach, was coaching, um, they were the most some of the most dominant guys out there. Especially Poyer, he's probably regarded as one of the best safeties in the game, and he's smart. Um, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He'll hit you in the middle of your chest all day long. Um, he's really like the leader of that defense, and. Coverage-wise, those guys are playing that shell defense. We've seen this earlier in the season. I don't remember which opponent ran this, but they're running a lot of 
mixed coverages, you know, with the two high shell, cover four to one side, cover two to the, to the other, um, you know, interchanging those things. If you try to run over routes like Dallas tries to a lot of times to try to get, you know, B Cooks, if he's present, yep. B Cooks to the other side, uh, CD Lamb, Kamonte Turpin's had some success on some of the over routes. They're cutting the safeties, meaning that they have a man, they're passing it along as you go across the different zones of the defense. You go from a cornerback zone to the linebacker's responsibility to the far side safety as you start working your way across the field. And their communication is such in which they do that seamlessly and they're able to cut you off seemingly if you don't see that safety, right? So Dak has to do a good job of knowing where those safeties are, um, you know, whether they're at different levels, you know, whether they're rotating down, rotating across, if one's kind of hiding on the other side of the hash and you have the over route and you see it and all of a sudden you don't see that guy that's 10 yards in the direction that your receiver is going, he can come down there and sneak an interception against you. So definitely have to be aware of where those guys are at all times. But overall, this should be one of those pass and catch type of games where you just – they. they where you just work your way down the field. It's going to be very difficult to get those big splash plays because they just want to keep everything in front. Secondary play soft, defensive line, go eat. That's interesting. It goes back to what I said earlier about how they do give up downfield plays, though. Uh, Whenever you try it, the the effectiveness is high whenever you want to push it downfield. But they, I guess teams maybe just don't do it as much. Yeah, they just start trying as much. And especially when you talk about a team like Dallas, who first half of the year really started off highly mm, dependent on the West Coast, the original West Coast style. Now you've seen a little bit more creativity in that regard, and now they're starting to push the ball down the field a lot more. If I'm the Buffalo Bills, I'm going to rely on Hyde. I'm going to rely on Poyer and really just sit back and not allow CD or B Cooks to get behind me. I'm going to keep it in front of me. I'm going to pass off responsibilities. I'm going to communicate, and I'm going to take away those big play opportunities, and you're going to ask one of your linebackers to really kind of take care of Ferguson in terms of the intermediate routes. Um, That's the game plan that I will foresee. They're going to make you prove to them that you can run the ball because their athletic defensive linemen do move around. They're not just big big old, you know, um, defensive line like we've seen out of uh, the Giants or seen out of Philly. Like, these guys are probably the most athletic group to date um, that we've seen collectively up front. Um, and it's going to be a challenge for our guys to be able to handle those responsibilities in terms of the blocking schemes. And what I struggle with the most whenever I look at this and, and look at the matchup with the Cowboys offense and the Bills defense is the weather. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. I think it's going to play a huge role. Yeah. I, every single day, like as each day passes, I'm like, okay, the weather's going to play a bigger role. And today is like, okay, I think the weather will play even yeah. a bigger role. And I think it's going to be probably one of the bigger storylines whenever kickoff happens. It's, it's supposed to be a downpour. So um, I think early in the game, it's going to be light and then as the game goes on it's it's going to come down really really hard so uh and that's it's really that's tough because like this running game we we've been talking about it there's opportunities here and tony pollard's going to have a big day over the course of these next four weeks Mm. i feel like it's coming you see what the running lanes are getting paved up front like those a gap gaps are finally happening um they're there it feels like it hasn't happened up until about week 12 and now we're starting to see those things happen um i just don't know if if this if, if this offense needs to rely on the running game as a result of the the weather i don't know if that results yeah. in success that's that's where i struggle then you have to ask the question how comfortable is Dak throwing with a with a wet ball mm-hmm. yeah uh, there there's there is different strategies they have been playing or practicing outside with them this week there have been buckets of water and they've been oh awesome with yeah them. so the, that, that's the a strategy then technique that we use when i was playing for university of washington at quarterback we would literally in the rain Okay, in the downpour. Well, yeah, you're in Seattle at that yeah, point. So. But I'm going to tell you this. I had a coach. His name was Tim Lapano. He was my quarterback coach and my offensive coordinator. This dude, while it's downpouring, okay, he had his little poncho jacket on, little Gore-Tex jacket. But while it was pouring in practice, we would do seven-on-seven seven team, or not team drill, but seven-on-seven seven, where he would dunk the ball 
in the in the, in, the, in the bucket of water and then snapped me the ball. And then, I mean, this ball was soaked. It was absolutely soaked, and it really forced you to get on top of the ball and don't do this. You get on I'm top of the ball. <laughs> you get on top of the ball and really work on your grip. So, like games like that, I emphasize my grip strength more in the weight room that that week leading up to it to ensure that I felt confident with grab with, with holding the ball in those conditions because it's totally different. Yeah, it is completely different. It's something. Something that you typically wouldn't have to think about now in this game, that's an element that you have to be concerned about in terms of ensuring that you have a good grip on the ball before trying to throw it because it can easily slip out of your hands. And one ball slipping out of your hands in the middle of a throw can change the tide of the game. So you got to be, you have to be aware of that. What once was foundational is now yeah. a concern. And so it completely flips the, the thought process. I think it will play a factor. Hopefully the Cowboys are ready for that and they can continue to move in the right direction. When we come back, we're going to tell you exactly who's been moving in the right direction with our Pick'em standings. We'll give you a standings update. And you can be a part of our Pick'em segment, 888-855-2297. Try and take on Isaiah Stanback and the boys. When we come back with more Talking Cowboys right after this. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites in a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com. Black.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. This segment of the show is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. We've got some standings updates here on the Pick'em. We've got to get out of here in the next couple minutes, so this is going to be a quick Pick'em segment. We did have somebody go un 
undefeated <sighs> last week, and it was not Isaiah Stanback. <laughs> Isaiah Stanback still bringing up the rear. Yes. 41-37. and 37. He went 3-3 three and three last week. I'm in a positive. I also went 3-3 three and three last week, but I'm in first place, 53-25 and 25 overall. But I'm in first place. Uh, the fans... Went four and two last week. They are currently in second place, four games back of me. So they picked up a game last week, but picking up a game on both the fans, Isaiah, me, and each other. Nick Harris and John Machota both went five and one. Josh Rodriguez went a perfect six and zero. Oh. I said it with my chest. You did, and I meant it. And you almost <laughs> got the Cowboy score right too. I was Very so close, man. Without that fumble recovery touchdown, yeah, you were. It would have right been thirty-three-six, and yeah. I predicted thirty-five-seven. Mm-hmm. With to the mockery of the three of you, <laughs> well, I didn't hey, say I, anything. I, I didn't said say I loved it. No, your face said you it. were wrong, buddy. I said I loved it. Isaiah checked your water bottle to see if there was some Miller Lite in there. You were wrong, buddy. Yeah, I, I just, I love anytime somebody wants to hate on the Eagles. I'm here for it. So, bro, I'm here. Do you see them practicing how to not fumble a football? Yeah, yeah, not gonna help. What funny. did the Chargers practice yesterday? Oh, how did they not leave? Bra- I, I, I tweeted this at halftime. I was like, they're going to leave Brandon Staley a Greyhound ticket in Vegas. To oh, get it's going to happen today. Like, it has to, right? Yes. Like, and I, that's it's tough because like there was so much hope in that team. Going Sixty-three into the points. They were down forty-two zip at halftime. It was forty-nine crazy. zip before they scored. It's crazy. Yeah, it was terrible. Cigars, in the second half, Austin Eckler lit, son. Austin Eckler had a first down in the in the second half after they were down, I think, forty five points, mm-hmm. and he's like, Ugh, "Like, come on!" I saw right, a tweet dude. this morning. Yeah. It was like Give when you when back. you chip in a birdie for a one hundred. Was like that? Wasn't that it's Chris s- Paul meme? Like Chris Paul hits huge three <laughs> down the stretch to cut the lead to forty two. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, that's that what that was. Wasn't it sixty three to seven at one point? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it ended up being sixty three twenty one. But yeah, I mean that's bad. First, All right. uh, first time in the NFL history that two teams have scored more than 60 points in the same season. Or, I'm sorry, since 1972. Nice. Since 1972. There you go. Scorigami. Scorigami. It was a So, we've got Pete in Syracuse on the line. Pete, you've been on the line for a couple segments now. First off, thanks for holding on. Secondly, you're in Syracuse, so you're kind of up near Bill's territory, right? Yes, I am. All right. So, you're ready to roll. You've been, you've been chopping at the bit here. Yeah, I, well, I wanted to come. Um, my boys, EJ Hunter, and I will be at the game this weekend. Oh, nice. there you go. We'll have fun. And I'm assuming you're a Cowboys fan, right? Me and my oldest son, EJ, are. My youngest son has been gearing towards the Bills the last few years, ever since Josh Allen came into the league. Well, let's see if we can change his mind. Make him clean let's the see, house. Let's see if we can. Fl- <laughs> <laughs> let's see if we can flip the the fandom this week and, and see what he can do. Uh, but we appreciate you giving us a call. Be sure to to represent this week. All right, we've got some games to pick. See what Isaiah can do to try and make up some ground here. We're gonna let you start things off. Vikings at the Bengals. Both teams. At six, seven, and six, both teams with backup quarterbacks. What you got? You duh, little Jake Browning. Jake Browning, he's, baby, he served you well he's last cooking. week. That's I'm going to take the Bengals too. I thought they looked good the last two. Copycat. Weeks. Yeah, I'm not trusting the Vikings right now offensively. <laughs> Justin Jefferson hasn't been able to stay healthy. Their quarterback situation. They don't know what's going on there. So Bengals, Bengals, <clears throat> easy. What you got, Pete? I got the Bengals too. Bengals. All right. Steelers at the Colts. Both teams really in need of a win. Both are tied in that same divisional race. The AFC is all jumbled up. It's crazy. Josh, we'll start with you. Uh, uh, um, This is tough. Steelers. Steelers. Nick, give me the Colts. 
I'm going to take the Colts at home here, too. Washington State, Gardner Minshew, let's go. Boom. Go Cougs. Oh, Mike Tomlin. <laughs> Where did he go to college? I don't freaking know, but he's an amazing coach. <laughs> he he's a great coach. Uh, Pete. Colts. Colts, mm. got it. All right, Buccaneers yeah. at the Packers. I'm going to take the Packers at home. I like what Jordan Love's been doing yeah. lately. I think they've been rolling in the right direction. Yeah, give me I don't got. like anything about the Packers, so I'm going with... I'm going with the Packers. <laughs> oh, okay, going with the Packers. <laughs> yeah, I got I could hear the brakes. <sighs> uh, I, I don't want to, but... Yeah, uh, give me some cheese. Yeah, cheese heads. Give me, uh, give me Pacquiao. Pete? Yeah. Uh, Love's been doing pretty good up there. I think the Packers take this one. All right, what about this one? Ravens at the Jags. This is mm. going to be a fun Ooh. one, especially if Trevor Ooh. Lawrence is healthy and ready to go. Lamar Jackson at Jacksonville. What you got, Pete? That is the tough one. I got to take the Jags. I think uh, mm. I think they're going to take this one. Jags at home, Nick. Wow. I got, Ra- I got yeah, I got Ravens by a few scores. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You think so? Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham. They're them, both of those boys are eating right now. Yeah. 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 Odell's been all right. Are we actually trusting the Jags this year at all? Uh, I mean, they've played well. <clears throat> they feel like the Giants from last year. Like, yes. You like, think yes. they're? See, I disagree because the Giants came out of nowhere. The Jags were good last year. They were a playoff team. They got a playoff win last year. The Giants last year came out of absolutely but it's nowhere. The Jags, to be fair, it is it, it is the Jags. But this is—I mean—they've got a Don't quarterback. Don't change his mind. He they've chose. got a quarterback. I am going to go with the Ravens just because I think the Ravens are going to be the AFC you representative. You don't bring up those facts until after he picks. I was going to pick the Ravens regardless. I just said it. The Ravens are going to be the Super Bowl representative out of the AFC. I think the Ravens are stacked defensively. I think their offense is clicking at the right time. I think they're going to be yeah, in really the Super good. Bowl. So give me the Ravens. Uh, Ravens. Pete, you you chose the Jags. You chose everybody else. Ravens. Chose the Ravens. All right. Uh, Eagles at the. Seahawks. <laughs> Philadelphia has not beaten Seattle since 2008. And they won't. Okay. Seahawks, baby. All Real birds. Battle of the birds. <laughs> I like it. Both of these teams are desperate for a win. That's I think right. it's going to be really interesting. I'm going to take the Seahawks here, though. I think they uh, at think the crib. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Give me the 12. I'm going with uh, the Seahawks. My man. Pete? I'm a Cowboys fan going with the Seahawks. I'm a Cowboys fan too, but I have a chance to pick up a game. Everybody else, everybody else has picked the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks will win, but just for the sake of trying oh, to pick up a game. Oh, don't you dare gosh. try to give me that. I'm trying mess to play business. So here. he can say, I kept the receipts. I'm, 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 I would never brag on picking the Eagles. Let me let that be abundantly clear. I cannot stand that franchise and everybody in it. Okay, then take away all your wins that you've picked the Eagles. Ooh. No. That's like three wins. Since Do you it. don't want to brag about it. Do it's it like now. three wins. I would still have like a four game lead on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still picking the Eagles. I'm still, I'm still picking the Eagles. <laughs> like All right, confidence. Cowboys <laughs> at the Bills. Game of the week, in my opinion, in the NFL across the board. And there's some good games this week, but I think this one will be the best because it could have the opportunity to be a high-scoring affair. It could be a defensive stalemate. It could be a sloppy rain game. Who really knows? It's going to be wild from the jump. 325 kickoff this Sunday afternoon. Pete, we'll start with you. Who are you taking? I'm hoping my son Hunter will forgive me for this, but I'm taking the Cowboys 27, Bills 24. 37-24? 27-24. So, quick, close game. There you go. Pete, yep. we appreciate it. Hunter, we hope you uh, change your mind at some point soon. Clean the house. Um, and, and make sure that you, you support the right team and listen to your dad, okay? Sounds good. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate right. you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem, guys. There he goes. Pete in Syracuse.
All right, Nick, who you got? Don't look at me. Go, go to these guys what? first. Yeah, yeah, go to these guys first. All right, first. stand back. It's going to be nasty out there, boys. One team's used to playing in the conditions. Other team's not used to playing in some conditions. Mm. Nice sheltered AT&T Stadium. Nice little forward center. You know, kind of yeah. pampered a little bit. Um, but they still are going to win 34-17. Tony Pollard has 120 yards total. Ooh. That's right. I just said that. Josh Allen throws four picks. Whoa. Could you imagine? That is egregious. You, you think yeah. so? That would be awesome. Four, four of them wow. things? Does that include a Deron Bland touchdown? Ooh. No. No. Mm. No. Does Not it quite. include a defensive touchdown at all? Yes. It would have oh. to. Strip sack. Okay. Five wow, turnovers. Strip sack and five turnovers. Scoop a score, baby. Wow. Oh How do they get to 17 points with five turnovers? Oh, That's my question. Because Dallas is going to be punting a lot as well. Mm. What's the score? It's going to be nasty. 34-17. They're going to punt a lot. It's going to be a lot of possessions. Have five it's going to be a lot of possessions. Okay, this is like a game of Madden. This like, does sound this like is. a game of Madden. Yeah, this is going to be nasty. 15-minute quarters. All right. There you go. Josh? Uh, okay. Well, I think Sean McDermott, uh, good coach. He's he's had a rough go at it this year, uh, especially with Leslie Frazier being out. Yeah. But if there's one thing we know about Sean McDermott is that he has 9 and 11 on his mind. Like, we already talked about Micah Parsons and <laughs> what he's going to do. But I think Kevontae Turpin is good for a touchdown in this game, number 9. Uh they lost their first game of the season on a special special teams touchdown. They did. Shouts to Xavier Gibson. I'm going to go 23-14 Cowboys. Nine-point victory. Nine-point victory. Okay, yeah. You said 23-14? Yep. Okay. I like it. I think Tarpon – that would be cool if Tarpon got a return great. touchdown. That'd that would be, be awesome in this yeah. game. Um, like I said earlier in this in this, in this this show, I struggle with um, the uh, the elements uh, and, and the Cowboys having a lot of success if the elements are what they're looking to be. Um, I, I don't think the running game can win them this game. Mm. I'm taking the Bills 28-26. Mm. Oof. Yeah. It's been a while since somebody yeah. on the show has and, picked against the Cowboys. And look, I, I – I, 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 I don't think the Cowboys will play a bad game by yeah. any means. No, I, that's a tough, gritty. that's a tough loss. I honestly think they went out after this game, but I, I think they finish at uh, what would that be, fourteen and, or thirteen and four. I think they drop this game, um, and then yeah, think the weather will be too much for them. I think the weather is just going to be a little bit too nasty. If you had asked me on Monday, I felt good about the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But as this weather thing keeps coming around, and maybe, you know, there's a lot of people out there, ah, don't put stock into weather. I'm putting stock into weather this time. You but got the a Bills got to play in it too, man. Yeah, but they're, yeah, they, they played in it for their whole entire franchise life. I don't think you they know? like it. Like you, got a rookie, you got a rookie kicker that's going to have to deal with 20-mile-per-hour winds and a lot of rain. And you got an offense that has not dealt with this um, to this extent this year. Yes, they had it in the New York game, but if you remember, there was some offensive problems in that New York game. So, um, yeah, I, I really hope we can come back on Monday and make fun of me, but I'm going to take the Bills here. Despicable. Yeah. yeah. That one hurts. Uh, let me get this abundantly <laughs> clear as well. Um, rain, shine, sleet, snow, it doesn't bleeping matter. The Cowboys are going to put up a 40 burger. They're going to boat race the Buffalo Bills. They're going to put that 7 and 6 record right back where it needs to be at 500 at 7 and 7. And you'll give the Cowboys to win this one 41 23 on the road. Just slap them around. They get some scores late to make it something. It's Cowboys big. The Cowboys are the better team. Top They are. They are. The Cowboys are the better team. I don't give a care. They could be playing on the sun. They could be playing on Pluto. I don't care. Give me the Cowboys to win this one 41 23. Gosh. Coming back from Pluto and being on the podcast the next day was <laughs> that would be rough. That'd be like San Francisco all over. Again. <laughs> all right, that does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Right before we go, I need a number. Our pod pick this week is longest field goal yardage. Go from either team. 
Longest field goal yardage? 43. 43. 51. Okay. 36. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be very long. I'm going to say like 42. Yeah. Oh, 42. you price is right at me. Uh, <laughs> all right. For, for Jazz Marshall in the back, for Isaiah Stanback, Josh Rodriguez, Nick Harris, John Machota earlier in the week, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. Cowboys Bills coming up 325 on Sunday. Go Cowboys! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?